Hi, this is Jordan. And I'm Brian. And you're listening to The Quality Varies. Good evening, Brian. How are you? I am lovely. Serves you right. I don't know if uh, I don't know if this is already too soon, but how's uh, how's the bike selling going? Do you still have your Buell? <laughs> I do. I do still have my Buell. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Do we need to get Maddie back in the room and have her comment on this? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what she'll say. Get it sold. That's it. That's all she has to say about it. And how are you liking your new bike? Uh, I like it a lot. Has it still been actively used? Are you taking it? Is it is it the work vehicle? Do you get it to Do you take it to work and back? I do. Yep, every day. Oh, I'm jealous. It's so good. When does the does the Beetle ever still come out, or did you just clean it up and go put it somewhere? It stayed cell ready. None of those things actually. It's sitting out in front of my house with some spider webs coming off of it. So, got some work to do there. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, big oof. I mentioned it last time, but you have all of your energy definitely going towards selling this bike. Yes, obviously. So much. We had some big uh, rainstorms come in and flood our street, and it washed away one of my for sale signs. So I, <laughs> I gotta get some... Oh. I gotta fix that. Man, we can uh, we can process that yeah. if we wanted to, but, uh-huh. uh, but that's not what we're doing today. I do remember, though, those uh, St. George rainstorms Mm -hmm. are no joke yeah yeah late summer monsoon season when we were driving down in the big old van in vandoff (laughs) what was it called flood road flood street yeah flood street yeah and i have never been on a on such an aptly named (laughs) path Mm mm-hmm as we're we're literally only successfully driving through it because of the height of our vehicle. Yeah. And then we saw just this poor just this poor woman who has been caught in this rain because <laughs> it had come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and she's just trying to make it home. I felt yeah. so bad. And it does. It just comes out of nowhere. Sunny skies all day and then within an hour it's just yeah, flooded. Sitting out on the porch though and watching the storm amazing oh yeah good amazing times. good times for I, sure. it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. oh and the and smell the smell yeah. of the wet dirt is just uh, <laughs> it's so good i've never experienced it i mean it's uh, it's, it's almost worth being there in 130 degree <laughs> weather if that means that it's gonna rain that night almost almost yes indeed so we have a couple of things that are coming up in the next couple of weeks that we'd like to talk about. Uh, at the moment, you know, those are still some some time out. I got some fun things towards the end of the year. Uh, but uh, today I wanted to do something a little bit different. Just uh, maybe pick your brain a bit and let you do the same for me. Yeah, love to. Uh, I sent you the link to a nice book. And uh, for anybody that might listen to this and may, uh, maybe it sounds a little bit familiar... Uh, this is not an original idea. Um, this is totally something that somebody else did on another podcast, and it is genius. <laughs> and so we're going to do the same thing. We're going to stand on the shoulders of giants here. Yes, indeed. Make it a little bit taller. <laughs> so uh, we have a bunch of questions from a book called The Book of Thunks. I can't remember who the author's name is off the top of my head, but both Brian and I have some questions that we've written down from that large list. 
and take some time to ask each other. And then uh, on my end, uh, when I'm doing the edit, I'll make sure and I'll ensure that there's a little bit of a pause between the question and when we give our answer so that anybody in the audience might be able to think it over for a second before they hear what we have to say. So, Brian. Real quick, I was just going to give the citation for the book, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. The book title is The Complete Thunks Book. Uh, Complete is spelled a little goofy. C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T. Complete Thunks Book by Ian Gilbert. Wow. Yeah. Special stuff. Some of the questions are fun, some of them deep, and some of them just plain annoying. So... (laughs) Is there any on your end, Brian, that you want to get started with, or do you want me to start us off? Uh, I've got a nice light-hearted one here. Okay. Uh, Is it okay to bully a bully? So I'm going to say no. Why? I'm going to say that emotionally, uh, I can't promise that I wouldn't, like, in the moment, stick to that answer. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. We We had a conversation about this kind of in church today of the um the there's a biblical reference of people throwing stones in this courtyard to um, a woman that had uh, committed adultery and uh, we were just kind of having a lesson on that and in a way i kind of tie that into sorry for the super deep kind of reference to it but the what she you know what this what this woman did that that was adulterous was not okay but also throwing stones at her and hitting her in the face also not okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that creates, you know, I can I can sit here with nice hindsight and not emotionally attached to it. And I can say that that is only, you know, going to be going to spiral into something that doesn't really work for anybody. Right. So, do you have anything different? Please tell me you would just punch him. Um, no, I, I probably wouldn't. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's okay to bully a bully. Um, I think it's absolutely okay to call into question what he's doing. Yeah. Openly and in, uh, in plain sight, uh, question it, you know, what's up, dude? Why are you doing that? I have a, I have a similar question for you. Shoot. Is it okay to punch a Nazi? Yes. Uh, Okay. All right. So, um, explain. Uh, so a bully is typically... Somebody who is, you know, is lashing out for attention. They've got some issues going on and the only way they can think to deal with those issues is to project their issues onto somebody else uh, or project their suffering onto somebody else in the form of bullying. Nazis are just bad people. Uh, And uh, uh, yeah, there's been there's actually been studies on lots of studies on Nazis uh, Stanley Milgram did a famous one, the Stanford Prison Experiment. Um, actually, I think punching a Nazi in the face would have, could have uh, fixed a lot of things, honestly, because they're yeah. the uh, the defense, uh, the defense in court of the soldiers and officers who were uh, arrested at the concentration camps were that they they were just following orders. So I think a uh, a punch in the face might have actually recalibrated their thinking and uh, <laughs> woken them up to their reality that they're just right, being yeah. horrible people. Fascinating. Yeah. So if there, if there was a Nazi in St. George 
just preaching on a street corner. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to punch him in the face? Uh, or her? Well, I would t- I'd try to talk to him first. But, uh, you know, yeah. If they, uh, if they wanted to preach their thoughts physically, then I would have no problem preaching my thoughts physically. No, they're not. They're not physical at all. They're not. So okay. So they're just being. They're just. Yep. They're just. They're just screaming Nazi things. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would. All right. For sure. I like it. Yeah. Ah, these are just flowing right into each other, Jordan. It's like, it's like we planned it, but we both know that's not true. That is definitely not true. <laughs> okay. If humans are the only racist species. Is it for a reason? If humans are the only racist species, is it for a reason? Are we the only racist species? I don't know. It says if. I mean, I think there's... I can t- I, I can only speak for me personally that the experiences that I've learned from being uh, aware of that and those types of uh, issues and those types of struggles that people go through have definitely probably made me a better person. Mm-hmm. in regards to my interactions with other people as far as if it's for a reason uh i think i would have both a spiritual answer which is just yes and a logical answer of like a guns germs and steel answer of we're all just we're all just animals that want to be better than each other <laughs> why did you say yes spiritually in a spiritual context because Struggles come up in many different ways. That just that is one of the many things that the world puts on some people's plate. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, everybody, everybody has different challenges, and uh, yeah, overcoming that, overcoming racism, is uh, definitely a lot of people's challenge. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, so. Like my perspective is, I'm a, I'm a I'm a just a white dude, just a pasty white guy. Just a white dude. <laughs> yeah, just some pasty white guy. But there's still, I still get to challenge myself to be, I get to be part of the conversation. And mm-hmm. people that people that are struggling with racism, that's not just people that are victims of it. People, it's still somebody, it's still a big part of somebody's life if they struggle with being, uh, having a having those types of opinions. And processing through that and, and, you know, that's certainly an imperfection that they get to work through. There's a lot of people that I've known throughout my life that they say something, I'm like, man, that is, that is not okay. Mm -hmm. And they get to, you know, the world is certainly moving on and they get to process through and challenge themselves on that as well. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure it does. All right. Uh, Should prisons i this is i'm totally we're just gonna keep going down this rabbit hole good should prisons be nice places i think they should i think uh i think that uh, the penal system should be a nice place to be and it should teach you how to be a nice person i think the current model of being punished for your actions uh doesn't really work I think the countries of Portugal and Sweden have invested very significant sums of money into transforming their 
penal systems into just giant rehab networks. Yeah. Uh, where some prisons focus on, you know, like thieves or, uh, you know, uh, how should I say this? Um, deviant sexual behavior. <laughs> uh, there's specific yeah. places for that in those countries where they get rehabilitated and they turn into, they become healthy, functioning, contributing members of society after that. And uh, I think, so yeah, I think prisons should be at least nicer than they are. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm ignorant on, but one of the things that I started to become passionate about through the sheer coincidence of having to, you write college papers, you got to find topics for college papers. And yep. You're forced to learn a lot about a topic in a week. It's weird how they do that in college. The American uh, prison system. <laughs> America certainly does a good job at a lot of things. <laughs> I would not personally rank our incarceration and like prison stuff as like being at the very top of that list of great things that we do right. as a country. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different, you know, issues that are subsets of that as uh, a lot of prisons are private companies. Mm-hmm. that have quotas to fill decisions are made that are not at all in the benefit of the person or the community uh, they're made for the benefit of revenue and other things and the first time i had heard about that that was just crazy to me that just blew my mind then you get into the as far as it being a company you get into all the different layers of their one company and then you also have other companies that are involved with the food for example in a mm-hmm. prison or other things. And so a lot of private companies being a part of what maybe isn't the best place to have a for-profit or several for-profit organizations yeah. involved. Yeah. Uh, seems kind of weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause as soon as you make something profitable, somebody has a vested interest in keeping it the way it is and not, not necessarily uh, improving. Yeah. Right. Uh, our rates are just crazy compared to every other country in the world mm-hmm. uh, as far as as far as all that stuff goes. Um, I love the I've looked into it only a mi- just a minimal amount, but some of those countries that you mentioned where their sentence time includes um, education and work and learning a skill that uh, directly translate into into work when they leave mm-hmm. prison. Yeah. And parole setups where they leave prison for uh, during the day and they go do their thing or they go study it, they go to school or they go uh, to a job and then they come back at night. Yeah. Lots of different things. And then the whole the whole other side of it that you mentioned where uh, there's a lot of medical or addictive type stuff mm-hmm. that we put people in. We put people in jail for. Yeah. That it would most times be more appropriate to take a medical approach to it, uh, a more health approach instead of just a justice approach to it. Right. So I find all that fascinating, super scary, (laughs) not like, like I said, not at the top of the list of like reasons to be proud of, of this particular country. There's, there's certainly a lot of them, but yeah, prisons are not one of those things. Right. So, so you can tell where I stand. I agree. 
Yeah, good. Let's see. Hmm. Which one? All right. How about this one? Should euthanasia be given? Should euthanasia be given to those who are so ill that they are unable to take their own life? Oof. Is euthanasia just um physician assisted suicide? Okay. Um that's a super awkward question to ask uh, sitting at a desk uh, analyzing it logically. <laughs> yes. That's why I asked it. I think I think I mean I don't know any like I have never been in that situation and I don't know what the emotions could possibly be in that situation. I think expending a fairly large amount of time attempting to get consent uh, would definitely be preferable. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, uh, if you know, either at the end of that or if that's not possible, um, I could I could see situations where the answer would be yes. Really? Like what? Yeah. If. It's hard to, I mean, it's hard to put into words because I, I've never been in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And again, if the, you know, if there was no way for them to give consent, then, then it, I, don't, I don't even know if there's protocol for it. Is it, does a, does a family member get to make that choice? I don't even know. Are you thinking if somebody's like on life support and sure, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's in my head. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's a different thing. That's uh yeah, if somebody's like unconscious, has been unconscious for a while and is not likely to return to conscious consciousness soon, then that is the family's choice. Uh we actually had to pull the plug on my grandma earlier this year because um she was brain dead and she was never gonna she was never gonna wake up and so like, that was my dad and his sibling's choice. This question is more along the lines of a person is fully conscious and aware of the world around them, and they want to die for whatever reason. Should a doctor be able to kill them with, you know, administer a lethal dose of, you know, whatever because they want, they don't want to live anymore? Should that be allowed? Yes. Really? Yes. Explain. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that I could be presented info that would that might change my mind. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that the greatest gift that we have is agency. And if somebody wants to make that, if if somebody wants to make that choice, and they've uh, and they've ver they have verbalized that, then and it's uh, and it's for a medical and it's for a and, and it's because of the I don't know if I if uh, I certainly don't like it but that's that's the answer that I lean on hmm. is yes because of a free agency interesting argument I can see that because if they they can if they were able then they would have the ability to just you know if they had the physical ability they could just turn the dial they have the they have the agency to do that but since they physically can't do that yeah that's 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 my answer 
Okay. Follow-up question. You're the yeah. doctor. Sitting sitting in this desk. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that, uh, yes. I could totally see myself being in that position and then being like, yo, heck no, I was an idiot. No, I wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I my answer would still be yes. You would you would help somebody. You'd help somebody die if they asked you. In that you said, you said if they physically couldn't do it themselves. Right, right. They ha- they are unable for whatever reason to end their own life, and they're asking you, the doctor, to kill them. Mm, yeah, it would have to be. I mean, it would have to be because of you know, like they're in the hospital because of. Like it would have to be like a case by like I would sit there like a dick and justify it on a case by case basis. Sure, absolutely. And it would like immense pain that was never gonna go away. Mm-hmm. Something else, but I could to- yeah, I could totally see for the same reason to just saying no to them. <laughs> and I feel extremely uncomfortable being like the executioner in a little literal sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it feels very. It just feels very wrong. Rem- like keeping that away from them interesting if that makes sense yeah like there's a like there's a bunch of reasons why i would say no but there's also like a discomfort of keeping that away from them i don't agree with i don't uh, i don't agree with the choice of taking taking your own life and that's a whole different conversation Mm -hmm. but taking that ability away from somebody else is also something that is uncomfortable (laughs) fascinating so i'm gonna dig a little bit deeper here just because okay. i think we're having fun i'm having fun anyway uh interrogating you on whether or not you'd kill somebody huh. <laughs> uh, and since this is being published we do have incriminating evidence if uh if your grandma who you happen to be taking care of suddenly passes away just saying i am not taking care of my grandmother <laughs> my grandmother is more active than i am oh all right well my grandmother my grandmother just just now at 80 years old retired from being a massage therapist. Wow. Yes. And she still teaches. She retired from that. She did not retire from teaching dance. So. Oh gosh. Okay, well, good. I guess you're off the hook. Thank you. So, as the doctor in that situation, uh this patient comes to you with like they they're paralyzed from they're paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah, they, they can they can't move right, and they ask you, doctor. I got in a car wreck, and I know it's not your fault, but I want you to kill me. I want you to administer a lethal dose of morphine so I don't have to live like this. Even though you had nothing to do with the accident, you didn't give them any of their trials or challenges. You would still honor that choice that they're making, or that they want to make. What I'm saying is, I could see there being i could see that being an option at the end of a tunnel of of trying to figure things out okay okay that I mean it would be there's a ton of things that i i mean the family if the family said no then i probably even if they wanted to do it i would probably say no mm-hmm. um which goes against my thing about free agency but i get to I get to give my own answers here. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, there's another thing of, like, we do it with animals. If, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe that's a different thing. But I think if, animals are exper- if animals are experiencing a certain level of pain, then we make that decision for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah. Interesting. Good stuff. I'm so totally going to regret that being uh, broadcasted. 
Yeah. No, I uh, I saw that question and I, I thought, man, there is so many layers to this. Because like <laughs> you said, there's there's the person's agency that they like they want something to happen. And, and who am I to deny that, right? But also, like, do I want that blood on my hands? And will there be blood on my hands, right? Yeah. Uh, not just, not just in like, not just like in the law, but like thinking eternally. Like, will this, will this be reflected on me as a, as a murder, or will this be reflected on me as like taking away someone's agency, which is also a very big deal. You know? Yeah. It's there's a and, lot. And... There's a lot there, and I and I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer. And that's the focus that, yeah, I mean, that that's really the, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess the better way to put it is I don't have an answer, mm-hmm. but I certainly don't like the idea that I just, just like, I don't like the idea that I would be the person taking their life. I don't like the idea that I would be the person taking their free agency, like you said. Right. right. Yeah. So... Because uh, that, I mean, my own life experiences has has let me value free agency uh, above almost all else. I mean, that hmm. I've I've gained an appreciation of that blessing. Yeah. On a spiritual level. Yeah. Yeah, that's a so. big that's a big thing. Agency. Gosh dang it, Brian. Okay, so so <laughs> what was your okay? So what was yours? I mean, my what's answer? your answer? Yeah. Um, like you said, there's a spectrum here. Right. There's a lot of things that could be going on in a situation like this. But uh, I think across the board, it's still a no for me. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with taking your own life ever. Uh, I don't agree. And I definitely would not. I would definitely wouldn't under almost any circumstance uh, be, be the doctor that assisted in a suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I To justify that against uh, the, the, the nice little discussion we had about agency is, uh, is also your, we're, we're each here to have an experience and everybody has a different experience. And, you know, maybe being a paraplegic it's just part of your experience now. And now you get to figure out how to, how to still be a, a good person and still fit into the world uh, as, as a paraplegic now in like a, and not just in like a day to day sense, but in like a, like a grand, like eternal sense. This is, this is what I get to deal with now. Right. This is, this is not just, this is not just, something that happens like this is now my life that i get to find my way through does that make sense it does like like you and i have our journeys yeah and then and really who knows if tomorrow we're in a hospital bed and can't feel our our fingers and that that would be that would just be what the rest of our journey looks like and so i i personally am not willing and would not be willing, I don't think, to to let somebody just stop their journey at, because of something like that. Yeah, you're convincing me more to to that side of it. I think, <laughs> and I think as well. I th- I think in the moment, I think I would justify taking away that that choice s- sooner than I would justify killing somebody. 
Like, yeah. I have a problem. I have a problem with both of those things, and I think I would handle mentally one of them faster right. than the other. Right. Yeah. And so, realistically, I think that's how it would go. Is I wouldn't like either of them, but I would, I would choose to not let them do that more than I would choose to take their life. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Gosh, thanks, Brian. You're very welcome. Okay, one more question each, and then uh, and then we'll wrap it up, and maybe we'll do this again sometime in the future. Oof. Yes. If a robot waiter brings you a drink, should you say thank you? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, gosh. So, Maddie was just in here before we started yeah. recording, and she told me... I'm, I swear we're not... She if told you t- me two things. She <laughs> told me you can't talk about... You can't talk about Rick and Morty, and you can't Which talk I'm prepared about... <laughs> to defend I'm with not, the power of editing. I'm not talking about Rick and Morty, okay? Okay, I'm all not right, doing right. it. And she told me not to talk about Nier Automata, but I'm going to talk about Nier Automata here. Uh, so I've been playing this game called Nier Automata that uh, the the protagonists are... They're robots. They're basic. They're robots. They're highly advanced androids who can they can basically feel emotion yeah and uh they're they're fighting the bad guys are the machine life forms which um are they can't feel emotions they're just they're super simple like basically the level of complexity that and like any real robots in like modern in the modern world would have like they're just yeah very simple like move up and down yeah and like in the video game they hit i mean they hit you and they attack you but uh-huh very exceedingly simple machines and uh so sentient machines versus not sentient machines right but then okay. like 10 minutes into the game you start seeing these uh lesser machine life these lesser machines start to show sentience and have emotions and you still have to kill them all. Um, and like the whole, the whole game is, is about like these, these two different kinds of robots that basically their code evolves to, to understand emotion and then contemplate what the self is. And it's, it's an amazing story. And I know, one of our listeners, Stephen, I've been talking with him about this endlessly, and it's just such a phenomenal story, and the storytelling is just uh, unbelievably delicate and immaculate and heartbreaking. It just ruthlessly punishes you emotionally for playing the game, <laughs> and, and I love it. So what's your? I mean, what's the what's the verdict? I would thank a robot that gave me a drink. Yeah. Probably. I mean, if it was in a restaurant, I would probably do it absentmindedly because I just, I don't know, I say thanks when waiters bring me stuff. Yeah. Uh, But also, like, (laughs) that game has made me question so much about what it means to be alive and what it means to be human and what it means to have sentience and understand myself and what it means to understand existence and... Uh, it's just there's just so much uh so yes i i would think a robot waiter fascinating just to be safe 
Um, I would also think a robot waiter, but it's for completely different reasons. <laughs> I would do it completely out of the feeling to to the necessity to continue the habit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, a hundred percent get that. For me, when I drive, like, there's a lot of things. Um, I was a very poor driver when I first got my license. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things I do these days. You know, let's say it's it's midnight, I'm going through a roundabout, and I get to the end, and then I gotta merge, and all this intricate stuff, and there's nobody around me. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I still try to do all the things and all the turn signals and turn into the right lane, <laughs> because I feel the need to perpetuate the habit of doing those things. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with like talking to, if there was a robot waiter, I would feel the need to necessitate the courtesy <laughs> and the etiquette in yeah. so that I don't ever not do it in front of a real person. Right. Sounds like you had good parents. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> parents, you can, sure. parents, you can take that one. <laughs> How's your dad doing, by the way? He, uh, he's joined the real estate family. Yay. He, uh, he does real estate in Tennessee now. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. I met him halfway because he always wanted me to do sales and whatever the heck he was doing. Yeah. And I never wanted to do sales at all. So I find a happy medium in I am doing sales, but he's doing sales in the thing that I was doing first, <laughs> not the other way around. So take I'll that. take it. Yeah, take that, dad. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, okay. Well, that's... Uh, that's all that uh, we got for today, folks. Uh, I'm going to run off and I'm going to go do some yoga Wow! now. Yes, indeed. And I'm going to ride my motorcycle there to yoga. Ugh, so good this boy. Is gonna be an agree- <laughs> this is going to be a great experience. But we got, I mean, we got big D&D conversations coming up. Yes. Um, we talked about talking, uh, bringing up ego and having an in-depth conversation about that here in the future. Mm-hmm. Prepare for um, more sentient robot talk from me. Oof, okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then we got some guests lined up, so uh, so I look forward to it. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Jordan. And thanks for listening. And remember, don't believe anything we say. Ooh, indeed. Okay, yeah, the whole, like, kill somebody thing? Yeah, don't believe anything we don't say. Don't believe anything we say, especially this episode. <laughs> especially this episode. Goodbye. <laughs>